Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. Welcome to uh, our podcast. And today I've got Teresa and Robin with me, and we are going to talk about homemade pasta. Um, it's been in our sphere the last several months, um, starting with a an online class that Robin and Maddie hosted on making homemade pasta. And you can get into, Robin, all the things you made. Um, and then Teresa did an article in our next issue that's uh, still at the printers. It's not, it's not out yet. It's our fall issue on um, homemade pasta, specifically cavatelli, which she grew up making. And she's sharing her nonna's secrets with us. And, um, and then she's going to share some other tidbits uh, about uh, making homemade pasta. And I'll add in a little bit, I have made for the um, magazine, I have made homemade gnocchi, which is a form of pasta. It's a potato dumpling, basically. So welcome, ladies. It's good to be talking about this today because I love pasta and really most people do, I think. How about it? And there is nothing like homemade pasta. It's oh, just it's It's so much better than store-bought. If you haven't tried it, try it, and you'll find out what we're talking about. I think people are intimidated, similar to like pies and breads and all of that when it's a dough. I think people get intimidated, but there's no yeast involved. It's a lot less fussy than other doughs. So, um, And that's why we wanted to do the our online class because I think people are somewhat, you know, like you say, intimidated by homemade pasta, and it looks kind of scary. But goodness, it's so easy to make. It has few ingredients, and it's fun, um, and you can't really mess it up. And well, and you did a phenomenal job, Robin. And if uh-huh. anybody has not checked out this class, if you don't have the uh, the yearly pass or um, you can still buy, get a yearly pass and then go back and look at any of the previously recorded classes or the ones that are up, uh, coming up, or you can just go back and buy that class on its own because they are on demand and you can watch it anytime you want. But there's a lot of great, you did filled pasta, you did strands of pasta. Um, and then following that class, there was a class on sauces. Cause of course with pasta, you want some sauce, but, but anyhow, um, tell us what you kind of did. Well, we made straight pasta, and if you will, I'm going to call it straight pasta. We did fettuccine, and you can also do spaghetti. Maddie and I did, and we did it two ways. First, we did it in the, we used the food processor, because that's quick and easy. And we also made it, you know, on the tabletop, on the countertop, um, which is also very easy. Um, looks a little intimidating, but it's kind of fun. Um, so I always think it looks so cool when you see people making their kind of like volcano and they start stirring the eggs in and everything. It's so absolutely, cool. absolutely. And and my volcano had a little leak. It leaked out <laughs> the side, but you know what? It all came together anyway. Um, I am I am no Italian master at this. I'm not even Italian, and I'm sure that Teresa would do that so much better than I but we had fun and it still turned out so even if your volcano leaks you can still have pasta or put it in the food processor um it's an easy easy process and then we um we had a pasta roller that connects you know you can lash that onto your counter and roll your pasta that way and we also used the uh mixer we used a KitchenAid mixer with the attachment um and that's so motorized, right? It's motorized, absolutely. So it's it's easier for one person to use the motorized um, 
attachment yeah. on because otherwise you have to crank with one hand and feed with the other i have and done it the other challenging. you can do it you can yeah. do it but but you know it's easier with a friend um so we we showed a couple different ways and we made like you say we made the filled pasta um and folded them a couple different ways and it was just really a lot of fun and it's it's simple um lots it's easy it's fun and it was a blast and, and you, tasty you, you use the same base dough for whether yeah. it was a, a strand or a um filled pasta correct yes we did yeah. we did we didn't get into different doughs which you can do sure um, but we didn't we didn't this was just kind of a basic class and so we kind of kept it basic and easy and i have to say robin that cuisine basic pasta dough comes out perfectly every time it's it's, kind of, it's been it's well tried good. and and it, it really works <laughs> yeah yeah and that road again, tested yes <laughs> it is it's pretty easy to work with and i do like that it's just it's kind of a dream it doesn't uh it doesn't mess up so there's that going for it and i love it and that recipe is also you know let's talk about that it's on our website too you don't have to take the class to get the the dough uh recipe it is on our website well you had a great a lot of tips and you had some really good questions too that's one of the beauties of watching those classes um in real time uh mm -hmm. is that you have the ability to ask questions throughout the class or at the end or however you want to do and so if you have questions um you can get them answered but that kind of information is still available when you watch the class you can hear the questions that were answered because mm -hmm. a lot a lot of times everybody has the same sort of questions but mm -hmm. um, if yeah. your the question that you might have has already been asked and it would be in that class and you would hear it and say oh yeah i did wonder about that so mm -hmm. is the beauty of the class and mm -hmm. in the class uh robin made uh, robin and maddie made tortellini which is one of my favorite favorite things um especially if you if you do the traditional uh tortellini and brodo mm -hmm. uh, which mm -hmm. which is a favorite for uh christmas eve and uh it's it's so simple but so delicious it's just uh uh chicken type broth with whatever you're filling your tortellini with three cheese or you can add spinach or, or meat to it and then it's just basil parmesan and it's so simple so good uh it's funny you say that because growing up um that was something i would make myself if i wasn't feeling well instead of going for chicken yeah. noodle soup i was seriously all i would do is i would get some um canned or or you know packaged chicken broth Mm -hmm. and um tortellini uh cheese tortellini typically and uh just cook that up in the broth and that was my comfort and feel good food i still just love it what the doctor ordered you got it <laughs> um well i it's been a while since i have made gnocchi and in fact i have a friend who was just recently he's redone his kitchen and was asking me to sort of teach a class for he <laughs> and friends on making gnocchi and uh not not gnocchi <laughs> actually yes the rolled pasta the, the the dumpling style and um it's uh at the beginning of uh covid too my niece um who lives on the east coast uh started doing a lot of cooking and one of her projects was to make gnocchi and she she had a she was doing something and she started to ask me and i said I have a recipe and it is on our website, cuisineathome.com. And um, 
One of the things I know that um, did differently in our recipe was that um, baked, a lot of recipes you'll see, they, are, they boil the potatoes, but I found that if you bake them, they get a lot drier. And that's the, that's the key for good gnocchi is to try to have the potatoes as dry as possible and to use minimal amount of flour and to try to handle them as little as possible just so they're light because there is potato and there's flour in there and um, they can become dense and, and kind of really be lead balls if you, uh, <laughs> so it sounds a little intimidating, but it's not. And we just baked potatoes and then cut them open as soon as you really could handle them, let the, the steam escape and then um, scooped up and measured uh, weighed the amount of potato and flour that you need and then cut, I think rice the potatoes, that's what it was, rice the potatoes on a flat surface and um, and then shaked, uh, sprinkled, whatever, um, an even distribution of flour. And I think I probably held a little back. And um, then I think I added some egg and uh, nutmeg, I think, salt, Mm -hmm. and just cut it in with a bench scraper and really use the bench scraper to bring all of the dough together before did any little bit of just a little bit of kneading for it to come together. And then um, kind of, uh, I believe you divide the dough and then turn it into little rolls. I think it's probably similar, a little bit similar to capatelli, but, but different um, yeah. because it is, does have flour in it. And so then you, you turn them into little rolls and then you just cut them about one inch a piece and you use, um, there is such a thing as like a gnocchi um, board. Uh, board where mm -hmm. you can roll your little pieces of dough on it to get the ridge. And then you, what you want to do is you're using your thumb to kind of create a little divot. And that's the good divot that you want because the, with the ridges and the divot sauce clings to it and exactly. inside of it. So, um, and I mean, classic for gnocchi is, uh, like a brown butter sauce, sage brown butter sauce or something, but, um, any sauce really is, is wonderful. And, uh, I think we did a, we did a dessert gnocchi too, and, uh, pumpkin and I want to say spinach. I can't remember 100%, but yeah, so you can form them. Uh, we used an, a fork though, just because mm -hmm. we didn't have a gnocchi board and everybody has a fork at home. So, um, but, um, they really were very light and just so delicious. And it was, it was a fun, it was a fun class. It was, uh, like I said, I believe, I, I know the article is on our website. Um, and so then Teresa, you, um, are come from a, a, a big Italian family and you, your family own restaurants and stuff. And you have been making post pasta from when you were a little, little kid. And, um, uh, I know Cavatelli is very near and dear to your heart. It was something that your nonna shared with you. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I do come from a pasta making family. My nonna was the Cavatelli maker. Aunt Joe was the tortellini maker. And Aunt Teresa was the ravioli maker. Um, <laughs> all by hand, no machinery involved. Uh, the pasta, the homemade pasta dough was handed down for centuries uh, of pasta makers, so they didn't use any recipes. It was all by feel, by look and touch. And they all started making pasta as children, learning from their mothers. Just like in Italy, Cavatelli at Nona's house was for special occasions or holidays. 
And it wasn't until, and because I learned that way, it wasn't until my adult years that I even started using a food processor or a pasta machine. And I remember until well into my teens, I thought um, using a machinery was sacrilege. (laughs) (laughs) But I have since learned to appreciate pasta machines and food processors as an asset. Uh, First off, making the dough is a breeze with the food processor. That's my favorite way to make it, too. Beautifully. And this uh, the cuisine basic pasta dough recipe works beautifully in the food processor. Except gnocchi. You don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, because your tip on handling it as as less as possible is a great tip. Yeah. Um, uh, You can get uh, almost perfect results with the pot using the pasta machine. I use uh, the attachment for my KitchenAid and it's easy and provides great results. So anybody can make pasta, whether it's linguine or fettuccine or uh, a shaped pasta. Um, And like you're saying, in the upcoming uh, Cuisine at Home for September, October, uh, there's a pasta story that includes uh, my Nona Anna's Cavatelli that I'm sharing with our readers. Um, It is very similar to gnocchi and how you described uh, rolling it out is, is very similar. It's a pretty much the same. It's a little thinner, right? I think the rolls are a little thinner. Right. Yeah. Um, and where gnocchi is, is made with potatoes, uh, is cavatelli is made with pasta dough. So mm-hmm. it's pretty similar and pretty similar looking. And you roll, uh, like Pam was saying for gnocchi, you roll your dough, um, into three eighths inch ropes. Um, the, the, the smaller, the better rope uh, will give you the more tender pasta. Because if your pasta is too thick, when you go to uh, cook it, it just ends up doughy, and nobody wants that. So about three-eighths inch inch thick rope, and then you cut that rope into three-quarter inch lengths. And um, some people just go ahead and uh, roll it on a flat surface, but I like the dimpled texture, where you achieve by using a box uh, cheese grater. And so it's cool. the it's the uh, the fine grating side, and you just take your little uh, pieces of dough, uh, you insert your three middle fingertips, and just roll it along the pasta grater. Uh, this is just the part that takes a little practice: is the feel of um, your the pressure on the pasta grater, or this I'm sorry, the cheese grater. Because um, if you're if you're rolling too lightly, your pasta will be thicker and then will be doughy. If you're rolling with too much pressure, then your pasta will just tear apart. So there's a middle ground there, and it's just you're just going to practice, and then you'll get it, and you'll get it forever. That's the same with uh, gnocchi. And I mean, worst case scenario, if you don't get the little divot, you don't get the little divot. If you don't have the ridges, I mean, you can cook the little. Um, pieces on their own without mm-hmm. uh, pressing them at all. But, um, you know, assume that your first few are going to be kind of your trial ones and they might not look perfect or be perfect. And the more you do it, um, the better you get at it and the more f- the natural feel and you find that exactly. sweet spot you're talking about. Right. And Robin helped me make the Cavatelli the day that we uh, shot it for the magazine. So Which she is can the cover attest shot too. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, was a lot it is the cover. Yeah. So she can attest to the fact that you just need a little practice to get the feel. 
for you it. Do. The first few were like, these are the most ugly little ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> but they're and all they your get, babies. And, and they right. get it better. Wasn't it wasn't hard and it did get better. But at first I thought, am I doing this right? I think I am, but it, it doesn't take very long until you figure out the right pressure on there. So yeah. And it's a whole lot of fun to make them too. And they, they create a little shell with dimples, which what Pam was saying for gnocchi, it holds ex the sauce extremely well. And because of that, your sauce possibilities are endless. Um, traditionally, um, Cavatelli is from the Molise region of Italy, where my family is from. And traditionally they use a pork ragu uh, for their sauce, or they use like an aglio olio, which is uh, like a olive, uh, garlic olive oil sauce with um, prosciutto and fresh tomatoes. Uh, so, where's the Molise area? Where's that? Well, if you if you locate Rome on a map and uh -huh. you go straight east okay. to the other coast, oh, the opposite Yabari? coast. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And it's it's right along there, right above the the spur of the boot of Italy. Okay. So is it in the Bari region, kind of in that region? It's it's a little bit north of that. North of that, okay. Uh -huh. um, and so they have a they have a coast, they have mountains, and the, yep. I mean they have about everything. And they they're famous for uh, their pasta and olive oil, and um, they raise sheep and goats, and they have they use that for their proteins. Uh, uh, with fish, of course. Um, I will also mention, uh, you mentioned a pork ragu. We also have a pork ragu um, that I developed, I'm just thinking, uh, in a slow cooker. And it was one of my favorite sauces. It was so good. I think we served it over polenta. But if uh, anybody is um, game for making um, cavatelli and you want a pork ragu, check out uh, the Instant Pot pork ragu on our website. Yeah, it was it sounds delicious. And in fact, there's a whole bunch of sauce recipes at yes. cuisineathome.com. Yes. Because cavatelli will take any kind of sauce. So that's the beauty of it. And if you want to make your cavatelli ahead, that's perfectly fine. Um, if you're going to cook it the next day, you just refrigerate it for about, you know, you can refrigerate it up to eight hours and cook it the next day. If you want to make it well ahead, um, you can freeze it. So you just let, let your cavatelli shapes dry a little bit and then put them on a baking sheet, put those in a freezer on, on a single level, put those in a freezer. Once they are firm, you can put those then in a uh, plastic resealable bag and they keep in the freezer for up to three months. And the great part is you don't have to, um, you, you can use them right from the freezer into your boiling water when you cook them. Same with gnocchi. Um, I would say you want to make sure that you, if you're letting them sit overnight, make sure that they, at least the gnocchi, make sure they're covered, um, well sealed, because you don't want kind of the air to dry it out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I would assume the same with cavatelli, right? Exactly. I, I would think the cavatelli is probably, because they're smaller, it's probably a little bit more of a labor of love, but it sounds like it would be a fun pasta making party when you have a lot of people there <laughs> on your box traders. <laughs> For sure. Um, we used to, or my family used to set up little stations so those, the kids could uh, enjoy making them too. And that's, that's, that's the lovely part about it. You can do it yourself with a friend or with a whole bunch of people 
and it's great mm-hmm. because you have your little station. You you know you do your little job and ends up you have Cavatelli for a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so you were telling us uh, that in addition to Cavatelli, which um, uh, well you said that you had other aunts uh, who made other. Uh, pastas. Do you want to share a little bit about that? And you had mentioned one other sh- particular type of pasta you really like to make. Yep. Um, uh, we, we, I guess my family uh, had a little specialties. So Aunt Jo made the best uh, tortellini I've ever had. Uh, it's the, the uh, fresh tortellini at the store is a close second, but it's just, it's just beautifully made and it was so tender. And uh, we used to actually used to actually make excuses to go to Aunt Teresa's house during the holidays because she, <laughs> because of the ravioli that she made. We even crashed her Christmas one year because of her ravioli. <laughs> oh, tell us what their fillings were. Yeah, Aunt Teresa did a um, a sausage and spinach and cheese filling for her raviolis, and then um, Aunt Joe did a spinach and uh, cheese filling. And sometimes she would use uh, little bits of chicken too. They have to be cut up pretty small and fine. Sure. uh, Because tortellini is so small, Mm -hmm. but oh man, it was delicious. (laughs) And then uh, our family's um, sauce of choice is red sauce. And it's just a simple tomatoes, oregano, basil with uh, Romano cheese. Um, and then it's just, just a real simple sauce. It's not chunky. We don't put onions in it or meat in it. It's just basic red sauce. Mm-hmm. And, and garlic, of course, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also mentioned one of your favorite, your, your other kind of favorite pasta to make is? Is manicotti. Uh-huh. And talk about simple to make. This is, this is great. So when you use your pasta machine or you can roll it out by hand, thin sheets, and then that's all you do. Then you just cut those sheets into six by five inch squares, flour them and stack them up. And then you're going to cook them in your salted boiling water for about three minutes. Um, take them out in, onto a baking sheet so they can cool a little bit and just enough to handle. And then you just fill, fill the middle of your sheets with, your filling. I love a ragu filling for my manicotti. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. So then you roll them. Ragu. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then you roll them up and you have a prepared nine by 13 pan. You spread some olive oil on the bottom and about a cup of marinara. You put your rolled manicotti right in your nine by 13 pan, seam side down. And they aren't, you know, their manicotti are open on the side. So they're like, they're like big, if you don't know manicotti, they're like big tubes mm-hmm. filled with wonderful stuff. So you um, roll up your manicotti, put them in your 9 by 13 pan, put a little more marinara on the top um, and some parm and moths grated. And it's just about the best comfort food ever. Well, the beauty of that, listening to you, is <laughs> After, you know, making gnocchi or, or cutting pasta like Robin uh, did with the machine or the, the crank or making the cavatelli and all that, you're really just making your dough, then um, kneading it and um, uh, getting it thin and rolling it. And then once that's done, you're ready. You're ready to go. So you don't yeah. have to do any of this other 
cutting or shaping or anything. Exactly. Um, how do you close the manicotti, the, the shells? Do you, does it just automatically kind of seal once you're rolling it up? They kind of yep. adhere? There's a, okay. They do. And because you have six by five sheets and you use about, I don't know, a fourth to a third of a cup of filling, um, they just, they just naturally come together, stick together. Sure. Sure. And then you make sure you put your seam side down as you put it in the pan and you already have your marinara sauce that, so that just helps seal it even more. Oh man. Oh, my <laughs> mouth is water. I know. I'm like oh. really hungry. Right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want some ragu and pasta. <laughs> like ragu is like my very favorite thing in the cool weather. And then making the ragu manicotti is, oh, it's just the best. So is that a special occasion meal in your family or would you make that sort of just of a kind of a weekend project kind of thing? Yeah, both actually. I know okay. if I, if I feel, cause I love to cook, it relaxes me. I love to turn the music. I kind of blast the music actually in the kitchen and I feel like cooking, then that's the perfect thing to make because if, especially if you make your ragu ahead of time, yes, then then, you know, you're all set to go. It's, it's pretty easy to put together. Well, and if you make your cavatelli ahead of time and they're in the freezer and you make your ragu, there you go. Really you're all set. <laughs> make the best use of your time. So um, are there any other tidbits we want to share with anybody? Um, other than we've got them salivating and uh, <laughs> recommending they check out our website. Um, yeah, I mean, I... It's funny, once you make pasta the first time, and I shouldn't even say once you make pasta, once you taste fresh pasta, homemade fresh pasta the, the first time, it, there really is nothing like it. And then once you make it, and maybe start with the easiest thing. Start with um, probably just like a fettuccine that is a, um, a rolled pasta, then it's cut into shapes, and then you can toss it with some sauce because you're not having to make a filling you're not having to roll anything. That's probably your first go-to. And then I'm going to say maybe the manicotti would be your next kind of go-to mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um, you have so to make that. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the kind of um, more adventurous or the ones who really want to dive in for something special, go for a tortellini, go for a ravioli, uh, a cavatelli, or a gnocchi. You know... A lot of people, when you know, they buy uh, their pasta at the grocery store, and it's perfectly fine. And they, you know, it's kind of a blank slate. But there's something about homemade pasta; it actually has a flavor to it that I can't even describe unless you've had it, unless you've tasted it. But it actually has a flavor to it that's that's kind of indescribable. And there's also a lightness to it, mm -hmm. and just sort of melts in your mouth and um and it cooks up so quickly oh yes you know usually you're you're, you're cooking your noodles nine to ten minutes if you, uh -huh. if you buy a boxed version it's like two three minutes like right. even at the most yeah yeah oh man well uh okay. ladies part who's sorry about robin who's up for pasta now <laughs> exactly yeah. Kind of dinner tonight, right? Exactly. <laughs> who's, who's making pasta? Let's <laughs> oh, well, I hope that uh, we've shared some of our uh, love interest in the world of homemade pasta with you all. And if intrigued you, take, uh, you know, uh, um, once the issue comes out in, um, 
it should be coming out in the end of August, uh, towards the end of August. It's our September, October issue. Be sure to check out the um, homemade pasta article. And um, there's also uh, an article on homemade sauces too, because you definitely want to put something, dress your noodles with something. And um, uh, in the meantime, you can check out Robin's class online, um, the homemade pasta class. And there is also a homemade um, sauce class. And, um, or go to our website for uh, some of these recipes that we mentioned, uh, homemade pasta, gnocchi, pork ragu, um, and I know we have um, some red sauces and uh, many other pasta sauces. So, um, yeah, I say uh, put this on your dockets for the fall. It's a, it's a great um, thing to do in the, in the cooler weather. And uh, so don't be intimidated. It really is easy. It really is easy. No yeast involved. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, thanks for joining me today. Uh, this is Must Love Food. And uh, come back next time. And uh, thanks Happy for joining pasta us. pasta making. Yes. Have fun. Buen appetito. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com. <laughs>